everyone. Happy Friday. Welcome back to Just For a Podcast, a high school musical to musical to series podcast hosted by me, Ivy. And me, Lauren. Heck yeah. So let's catch up a little bit. Thank you all for sticking with us and tuning in. It's yeah, uh, thanks for the follows on Instagram and Twitter this week. Yes, thank you all so much for interacting with us. We've had like some comments on our Instagram posts that are very fun to read, and y'all can tweet us too if you want ever. And thanks for we've got a few ratings on iTunes. Nobody's written a review yet. I would read the reviews if we had them, but just ratings. But yeah, thanks guys. Um, yeah, thanks. Lauren, what have you been up to the past week or so? I've just been working and what else? Cleaning my room because I'm doing a huge purge. How about you? Uh, also working. The Jonas Brothers followed me on Twitter. We lost her mind. <laughs> yeah, may or may not have. It's fine. You know, normal stuff. Um, so today... We're going to be discussing episode three, The Wonder Studies of High School Musical, the musical series, and a little behind-the-scenes tidbit about this episode is that Matt Cornett said that when he and Josh were filming the scene where they were throwing the basketball at each other every time like he was supposed to be hit in the face, he couldn't stare at Josh as he was walking yeah. out without laughing. <laughs> I would have loved to be in the room during that filming. Oh my gosh, I'm sure it would have been great. So in episode synopsis, we have after losing her phone and missing an important rehearsal, Nini suspects Gina is responsible for her bout with bad luck and surprisingly retaliates. EJ confronts Ricky about a heartfelt voicemail left for Nini. Meanwhile, Mr. Mazzara becomes suspicious of Miss Jen's past. Ooh. Okay, so what is your first note from this episode? So, I when I rewatch, I always uh, watch the recap they do. So this time it was Gina doing it. And I wrote down her line that she may have borrowed Nini's phone, but she will be stealing the show. Oh. <laughs> the cattiness. As we said, she knows what she wants. Yep. My first note is that EJ sees I think I kind of you know on Nini's Instagram archives after he's going through her phone which like as I discussed before he didn't know the song existed and yeah. it only has 25 likes. <laughs> I didn't notice that. I noticed the time on the top of the phone it said 5:18. So I think that tells us that they do rehearse after school. Oh, that's a good observation. <laughs> no, the fact that it only has 25 likes. The disrespect. She's not big on IG. No. She doesn't care about the numbers. Nobody's following Nini Uke girl, apparently. <laughs> or they're just unloyal followers and not liking her stuff. That's me. <laughs> um, we see Ricky in the school calling Nini to leave her a voicemail because he tells her that he's pretty sure that they had a moment and basically just seeing if she felt the same way. And we get for the first time that her voicemail is, this is Nini, talk to Mimi. 
That's so, like, cringy but cute at the same time. <laughs> it's so perfect for her character. I like how when Ricky left the voicemail, he was like, hey, it's your your buddy, Ricky. <gasps> I wrote that down because later on in the Thanksgiving episode, he gets so pissed that she calls him buddy. I know, right? And so he's the one who started it. He did it, it first. <laughs> I wrote that down. I said Ricky calls himself her buddy in the voicemail with an exclamation mark because you're being a little bit of a hypocrite later on there, buddy. <laughs> I also liked when he said, like you said, um, he goes, I felt like we shared a moment or a thing. Like, oh, is that like foreshadowing to just for a moment? Ooh, I didn't I even know. think about that. That's the first thing I thought of when I had those captions on. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. Oh, you watch with captions. See, I can't do that. I do it when I'm taking notes so I don't miss anything. See, I just end up like reading the whole episode and I feel like I'm not paying attention <laughs> enough. I feel like that. <laughs> so we get Miss Jen being pretty angry because Nini is looking for her phone everywhere. And Miss Jen has a line that says that. She gets it. They all had their things that they, like... But she says M3P players. Oh, yeah. When she says flip phones and M3P players. (laughs) Like, clearly trying to not expose her age, but but doing it very poorly. (laughs) We also find out that Nini has a playbill case for her phone. I thought that was... Carlos says, that's adorable. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Mr. Mazzara finds a bill for the phone, which Miss Jen bought the Gabriella's phone from the movie, and he just kind of exposes her because she sent it to the teacher's lounge printer instead of the printer in her classroom. (laughs) She needs to learn. But also, Mr. Mazzara really needs a hobby or something. I know, like, you're really, he is deep diving in this episode into her past. And I'm like, do you have nothing better to do? You teach four classes in one. And you've got a robotics club. <laughs> like, you could be doing That's so many enough. other things. <laughs> so we get a reveal that Gina changed the choreography for Stick to the Status Quo, where there is going to be a dance break with her and Nini. And it's just this completely wild choreography that only one Sophia Wiley would be able to do and Nini is convinced that she's sabotaging her I mean with those moves and Nini being forced to learn them I would feel the same way (laughs) well and also let me point out that the choreography that she's doing when Nini walks in when she's doing it with like all the backup dancers is not the choreography that she shows Nini later on in the show where she's like, oh, it's kind of a half crump and like a salsa type shit. That's not what she's doing at all when she's like jumping off of this table and like going dancing with all the backup dancers. Yeah, she's doing all her own shit, but it is not what she shows Nini later on in the show. Yeah, the only matching thing is that that split. Yeah. That's the only thing. So, Nini being angry is talking to Courtney later on at her house. And she's convinced that Gina stole her phone and that Gina's sabotaging her in the show because 
Gina, supposedly when she set up this rehearsal, texted it out in a group chat, and Nini, assuming that Gina knows she doesn't have her phone, is like, oh, she's sabotaging me because she texted it out and she knew I wasn't going to see the text and I'd look bad in front of Miss Jen because I would show up late. Yeah, so that, I mean, that totally leads her to think that it's Gina. And I mean, all signs kind of point to Gina if you look at it that way. Yeah. And so she makes a PowerPoint list to show Courtney of things that she could do in response. Did you ever do that? Like, did you ever make a PowerPoint for something like that? I want to say I made a PowerPoint for my parents to, like, get something that I wanted, but I don't necessarily know what it was. I definitely did that. I did that um, to ask my mom and convince her to buy me one direction vip tickets (laughs) did it work it it worked i got that vip up all night tour (laughs) did you meet them no i got the i didn't get ultimate vip don't talk about it let's move on (laughs) (laughs) i'm trying to think about a tour where i got like a lower grade where i didn't have me oh r5 my sophomore year of high school. Your guilty pleasure. Well, I had met them once in eighth grade. And then my sophomore year, they were touring. And they were literally coming, like, 20 minutes from my house. And I got the, like, second tier, which was just, like, a sound check without me. Yeah. Great. And I high-key that's regret exactly. it. Dude, I know. That's that's why I can't even think about it. Because I'll start crying. <laughs> I'm just, uh, I didn't have a job at the time, so that was, like, all I could pay for. But what was your first meet and greet that you ever did? My first? I can't even remember. I've had too many. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I want to say mine was R5. I think it was either R5 or All Time Low. They were both, I know the. Ooh, All Time Low. I know the concerts were like maybe they have a new song out. I know, I saw your tweets. Just like out of nowhere they popped up. But I want to their concerts were like a month apart or so. Oh, okay, I see. Okay, so in number 3 in Nini's list, she says, "Have my mom's yell at her mom." <laughs> I think that's great. That's such a high schooler I would have loved to see that scene, too. Oh, I would have loved to see Carol popping off on Gina's mom. And Gina's mom is like, what the hell are you talking about? (laughs) There was another number on Nini's list where she said they would just eat a bunch of ice cream. Oh, yeah, and she thought Courtney would veto that option. (laughs) Yes, because the last number on Nini's list is to steal something back. And... Courtney says that would be an act of war. And then Nini pulls out Gina's dance shoes. Which homegirl must watch those dance shoes every single time she uses them because they look brand new. They also look like small for Gina's height. Did you notice that? They do kind of look like tiny shoes. Maybe she just has small feet. (laughs) (laughs) That's how she's so graceful and dainty. Oh, true that. She's walking on air. Yes, so we find out that Nini stole her shoes, and then Courtney freaks out because... Or wait, is this later on in the episode? Where Courtney stole her things, too? That's later, when she steals it. Okay. 
So, Nini... But she freaks out because she was said it was an act of war, like you said. Yes. Yes. So, Nini stole her shoes. Courtney is very surprised because it's very unlike Nini. Yeah. And Nini tells EJ the next day that she's pretty sure Gina took her phone and explains that she... So, she stole... Gina's shoes. And EJ's like low key mad about this. I get so angry at this scene because EJ is majorly hypocritical because he says that she's, that stealing just seems a little low. And yeah, a pot meat kettle right there. Yeah, you set up this whole thing, buddy boy. Yeah. But it does make him realize his mistake. Yes, he realizes that like her stealing Gina's things is very much. The same as him stealing Nini's phone and realizes that it's something that should not be done. And then his first idea is to write a song about it for her. Well, his idea isn't even to write a song. He wants to take one of Ashlyn's songs. Oh, yeah. yeah. (laughs) And then she's like, I'm not just going to give you a song. And then he's like, just give me a beat or something. And so she said she was working on something that wasn't her style. Yeah, so, that definitely was not Ashlyn's style. No, like you hear wondering in comparison to this song. <laughs> it, what? I know, right? Yes, so he's asking her for a song, and she says that she'll send him a beat that she's working on. And then we see Mr. Mazzara scheming in this, like, what is this? shrine closet <laughs> yeah with all with her hsm stash is it hers or is it the school's <laughs> i feel like it's hers because the school already has don't they have like a display case oh yeah in the like next to the little trophies there's a little high school musical section yeah i feel like it was hers yes so we see that he finds a poster and there's something on the poster that's interesting him very much and he takes a picture of it but we don't see exactly what it is. Yeah. When Nini is going to return Gina's shoes, she hears Gina speaking to one of the costume designers, and she says that Nini is bland as an actress. Yeah, that's so rude. (laughs) But it prompts her to steal even more. Yes, this comment very much angers Nini because she's pretty sure now that it was Gina that stole her phone after what she said. So, Nini takes some more of her things. And then this is when we find out Courtney is on board and steals stuff like her laptop. <laughs> yeah, she stole her laptop. How do you... What? First of all, how does Gina not realize it? <laughs> no, how do you not realize your laptop is missing? And then we have EJ at... Is he at Ashland's? He's at Ashland's house. He's at Ashland's, yeah. Yes, because he sings a billion sorries. And here's a clip. I'm an idiot for taking your phone. This is my fault, my bad. If I said a million sorries, how about a billion sorries? You shine just like the stars. And I'm not even a nightlight, cause what I... Oh, this song. This song. You know how this song makes me feel. <laughs> you know how this song makes everybody feel. Like, this sounds like 
if Kids Bob released an original, this is yeah. it. Okay, but, like, we know that it's supposed to be bad, but still. Yeah, I think Matt Cornette acts this really well because yeah. he, you can tell in his face, is proud of himself. And then Ashlyn the whole time is... Ashlyn's trying really hard to be a supportive uh, cousin. <laughs> At one point, he jumps up on her coffee table, and she makes this face like, don't jump on the coffee table. She's like, no, no. <laughs> My favorite part of the song is when he, like, sings no. No! <laughs> God, I can't take it. So Ashlyn tells him pretty bluntly. She's actually very blunt she says i wish it wasn't so boy band yeah and a little more heartfelt yeah because his whole point is that he's trying to explain to nini that he did mess up but he wants to do better and he really does love her but this is just not the song no and he he said himself he wanted it to kind of be like how she wrote, I think I kind of, you know, for Ricky. Yeah, not the same. very far off. Let me tell you. Not the same at all. <laughs> yeah, because this is, his whole reasoning behind wanting to write this for her is so that it's like what she did for Ricky. And, all, like, you're setting yourself up to fail when you're comparing this to her last relationship. Yeah. But I'm just thankful that he realized himself that the song was not the way to go. (laughs) That he never actually sang it to her, thank God. Yeah. And that he'll just tell her the truth normally, which should have been his first choice. This, Yeah, he says he's just going to come forward, whether it be rough or not, he's just going to do it. And the next day, him and Ricky are rehearsing a scene together. And their bro scene, yeah. Miss Jen says she doesn't know why that's such a sacred bond, but it is. <laughs> Which I love how they have one of the background dancers just holding a basketball in the scene. Oh, right. Is that this is like always a thing in high school in television? There's always someone holding whatever sport they play or like cheerleaders wearing did your cheerleaders wear their uniforms to school only on game days yeah because things like glee and other shows the cheerleaders wear their uniform to school every day no one does that no no not not definitely not at my school no my school i don't even think our cheerleaders wore theirs on game days i think they had like matching tracksuits that they would all wear or something oh, that's cute. So, something similar to that but the not shows the skirt. not the clip-on skirts no <laughs> and the way that jocks are solidified in television by just wearing their letterman jacket 24 7 yeah and i mean ej always has his either his letterman or his like zip up yeah his zip up water polo jacket yeah. And that's how I think it's just so cliche because I wore my Letterman jacket like when it was cold outside, but literally in television, it could be like beginning of the year, August, it is still warm and people are in their Letterman jacket. Just like, I play, I play football. (laughs) Dude, they are a lot of money. How much was yours? Um, definitely like at least 150. That's how much ours were. Yeah. 
Why isn't it enough to just earn it? <laughs> I know, right? The school should buy it for you. If you earn it, you should just get it. Yeah, because ours were 150 and then we had to... Did they sew your patches on for you? No, we had to do it. Yeah, we had to go pay yeah. somebody to get that done, too. Yeah. Oh, a mess. <laughs> and as EJ and Ricky are rehearsing their scene, Miss Jen tells them just to improvise because they're not being friends enough. Because they're not. She says, chat it up. I thought that was so funny. Chat it up. And she was so proud of herself. She yeah. just kind of chuckled about it. And so and they proceed to act like uh, four or five-year-olds. Yeah, she says to use the ball to improvise and throw things back at each other. And literally the argument goes into a times infinity, times infinity plus one. <laughs> and... Then Ricky throws the ball and hits EJ in the face. <laughs> yeah, and he starts bleeding. Yes, he starts bleeding, storms out of the room dramatically, and Mr. Mazzara walks in as EJ is walking, He's walking out. And, okay, Ricky judges EJ for dancing in this scene, which is annoying. Yeah. When well, doesn't he say, like... He's like, it's totally normal how... A guy can sing and dance the way you do. Yeah, like at your age, right? Like something like that? Yes. And I'm like, yeah. you're in the theater. This is literally what people do. I know this. This is that's the definition of theater, Ricky. Yes. You're still judging him for doing theater. And he is like the definition of the school jock. So does it really matter if he can sing and dance? Seriously. Yeah, but you're right. And then Mr. Mazzara comes in and uh, reveals that he knows her secret. Yes, he asks to talk to Miss Jen and shows her the photo of what he took, which he took <laughs> with the flash on. <laughs> I thought that was so funny. Yeah, so you can't see her face, but he reveals that she was just an extra. She was not a featured dancer. Yeah, and then she admits that, like, she... Fudge some things up on her resume. Yeah, she says, but who doesn't? And he said, I don't. She right though, who doesn't? <laughs> Honestly, me on my resume, like, I, mm. <laughs> mm. Mm, That's all, that's all. Mm. <laughs> don't want to mention what I said on there, but. Yeah, I was going to find this podcast and look up your name. <laughs> I didn't get the internship anyway. It's fine. <laughs> no email back. That's fine. Um, I also wrote, I'm going to back up a little bit to the EJ Ricky scene. Uh, Ricky has the same converse in like four different colors. Oh, yeah. He's wearing like a red one, right? He's wearing, a, he's wearing a red pair. He's got a green pair at one point. The next it's episode, black. he has a blue pair. He has a blue, like a light, a bright blue one? Yeah. I gotta look out for it when yeah. I do my rewatch. Yeah, so he's got these shoes in multiple colors. But as Miss Jen and Mr. Mazzara are arguing in the hallway, Mr. Mazzara is a straight dick to Carlos. He really is. Which, like, who talks to a student that way? I know, he's so mean. Yes, Carlos walks up, and he can tell Miss Jen is uncomfortable, so he asks her if she's okay. Yeah, he's looking out for her. Yeah, he can obviously tell she's not comfortable in this conversation. And Mr. Mazzara says, 
you should spend more time worrying about having some friends over the age of 35. Who says that? Or, yeah, under the age of 35. Who? I know, and Carlos looks so hurt. Oh, that was my phone. Oh. That was fun. Yes, Carlos looks so hurt because that's such a dick comment for literally anyone to make, but, like, a teacher to tell you that? Yeah, I would I would report him to the principal's office right at that moment. Truly! That's so horrible. And so Miss Jen just tells him to go run the stick to the status quo vocals, and I will put a clip of that in here. They're harmonizing great. It's so cute. It's so, like, it's such a theater kid scene. Well, and it's such a jab to Mr. Mazzara. Like, do you hear how well they all work together, how used to each other they all are already? Yeah, and literally, he can literally see it because she brings him into the theater. Yeah. And I love that the first thing she says when Carlos walks in the room is, don't ever talk to one of my students like that again. Oh, yeah. Love that. Yeah, she's looking out for them. Like, she may not be a teacher, but they're still kids and they're still students and you don't talk to somebody that way. Yeah, and that's how teachers should be acting. I love that in the behind the scenes Instagram video, Frankie called him Mr. Mean Zara. Oh, did he? (laughs) He said, we're in the hallway and Mr. Mean Zara is very mean to me. (laughs) (laughs) And Marcus is laughing about it. I le- there's I don't remember which episode it was, but there's an episode with the behind the scenes where Mark just looks at Dara and he says, I'm so excited to see your hair in this show. And she says, I'm excited to see your hair in this show. <laughs> I love the cast dynamic. I love it. They're all so comfortable with each other. Yeah. EJ is in the bathroom wiping the blood off of his face and his shirt. <laughs> And Ricky comes in to genuinely apologize. I know. He's just trying to say sorry. And EJ, it gets real snappy. Real quick. Real quick. And says that Ricky doesn't need to be leaving, I don't even want to say, thirsty voicemails. (laughs) (laughs) You're a senior in high school. Don't use the word thirsty. Please. That's so, what, like, 2013? Oh, my God. I don't even know what year, but it's not 2019 or 2020. Neither. Nada. But, yeah, Ricky, you can, like, see it in his eyes that he's so hurt that Nini... Well, he thinks that Nini shares a voicemail with EJ. He's so betrayed because, I mean, he has every right to be that... Yeah, I don't... That's such a personal thing. And whether or not Nini did feel that way about whatever moment he was speaking of that he thought they shared, like, you don't tell that to someone else. Mm-mm. Especially, especially not, like, Yeah, especially not your boyfriend. <laughs> yes. And this is a moment when EJ decides he's not going to confess about stealing Nini's phone. Yeah. He's just going to give it back, and that's it. Come on, EJ. Do better. And apparently he just left it in the lost and found. When yeah, I, and then we see Nini confronting Gina in the green room, right? Yes. 
And returning all of the the whole bag of stuff. She just dumps it. It's like a full on trash bag. Like she's looking like Santa Claus. (laughs) Merry Christmas, Gina. Here's your things back. Here's your things. Yes, and she tells her that they're uh, unexplainably heavy. Yeah, and then she also admits that she thought she did it because she thought Gina stole her phone. Yes, and Gina just sits here and takes it all. She doesn't even have anything to say. She just sits here and listens. And then I think she's just appalled that all her stuff was. (laughs) (laughs) How did she not notice? She's busy. She's dancing. If it's as heavy as Nini's saying it is, how do you not notice all this oh, that's being true, that her gone? Like significantly lighter. <laughs> I thought that about. I don't know. I'm losing my mind. I thought something else and lost my train of thought. But the last <laughs> thing that Gina tells Nini as Nini is walking out of the room is she just stops her and she says, "And one more thing." I'm not the one that took your phone. And then Nini walks out of school, probably thinking a million miles in her head. Yeah, she's, I mean, at this point, like, not even suspecting EJ, just genuinely confused about who had her phone. And Ricky comes running up to her. He's sprinted. Poor thing is running. (laughs) He is serious. He's like, I understand that we're not a thing. You made that very clear. But when I spill my guts out to you in a voicemail, don't show it to EJ. And this and is what, what? Yes, this is when her face is like, huh? Yeah, and it, but then it like clicks when she looks over like Ricky's shoulder. Yeah. And she, sees EJ, she's like, oh, heck no. Talking with all his friends in their letterman jackets. <laughs> <laughs> By the school bus. <laughs> Smiling away. Can we talk about when he was in his car picking up Ashlyn and... His car was just obnoxiously parked in the front of the school. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was a fire lane or something. (laughs) That would be the EJ thing to do. Yeah. Because even if school was out, him and Ashlyn are both in the theater. They could have just walked to his car together. Oh, that's true. But, yes. So what was your favorite part of the episode? My favorite part... I mean, I loved seeing Gina's choreography and all the backup dancers, their crazy stick-to-the-status-quo choreo. Oh, yeah. But Also, them at the beginning. Oh, we didn't talk about this. At the beginning, when um, Carlos has them dribble the ball with the <laughs> Dance is forever, Lauren. Oh, yeah. But that scene reminded me. So, my mom was my coach for basketball. And she was, like, all of my siblings' coaches, too. And she bought us these, like, glasses that were kind of like blindfolds, but they blocked the bottom part. So you couldn't see, like, you couldn't see below your eyes. And we would have to dribble the ball with that. And like, so that's what that scene reminded me. Are these, like, <laughs> basketball beer goggles? What is that? Kind of. It's like, so it's, like, glasses, and then there's, like, a, it's, like, a duck bill. At the bottom of the glasses, so you could you had to learn to dribble without looking down. Homegirl, I would have busted my ass. <laughs> you, I mean, that's how I learned. This Carlos is, has this eight mindset as my mother. This is coming <laughs> from somebody who broke her nose playing with her dog chasing him around the house. Oh, that's that's so you. <laughs> I did. I did it. Um, like. 
a month or so before the March convention. Oh, God. Anyways, Lots of fun. So my favorite part of the episode was after Gina showed um, Nini the choreography for the dance, for their dance. <laughs> and, she, and then Nini says, I've seen the movie a few hundred times. Vanessa Hudgens walks in and stands there. What I don't remember is where she jumps into the splits and cracks her pelvis. Cracks her <laughs> pelvis. Yes. <laughs> That's me. That's me if I even attempt to do half of that Gina choreo. <laughs> I can do the splits at the end with her little, like, lunch tray, but that's about it. No, I can't even do that. I can do her half crump. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever that was. And I love, I love when she points out whenever she's doing the little, like, tango or salsa or whatever, and she's like, pretty easy if you spend a summer abroad or whatever. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Or if you've ever been I, to Europe. Yeah. Must be nice, Gina. Hey, I've been to Europe. Yeah, in high school, though? No, I've been nowhere in high school. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, but her mom does travel a lot for work, so. FEMA! Yes. My favorite part of the episode was probably just um, the clap back at Mr. Mazzara after he was so rude to uh, Carlos. You mean it's not a billion sorries, Ivy? <laughs> It's a close second, but you know. <laughs> no, that is one of my favorite parts of the episode, though, is Ashlyn's facial expressions the entire time he's singing. Yeah, she's trying real hard to not bust out laughing. She's trying so hard to be nice and supportive. I want to see more of their relationship in the next season, like their cousins. They seem to be pretty close. Yeah, I like that. And EJ confides in her a lot, which I like, even though she's younger than him, because EJ, to other people, is kind of shitty if they're younger than him. Yeah. But he definitely trusts Ashlyn enough to care about her opinion. And she puts him in his place, which is what he needs. (laughs) Yes, this is true. Well, y'all, that was our wrap-up of episode three. Thanks for listening to our banter. (laughs) You can follow us anywhere. On Twitter, on Instagram, we're at Just For A Podcast. You can tweet us, DM us. Um, We just want to hear your thoughts on the episodes and the future episodes so we can discuss your notes as well. Yeah, we would love to hear what you all have to say. If there's anything that we don't point out, if you, like, took something in a different perspective. Oh, yeah. I'd love to hear that. Yeah, because there's definitely multiple ways to interpret things on this show. So, would love to hear what you all have to say. Uh, Subscribe to us on Spotify. And something that would help us out a lot, if y'all would leave us a rate and review on iTunes, we would definitely read those out on here. Yes, give you a shout-out. Yeah. Give a shout out to all y'all. And we would definitely, obviously, say your usernames if you all tweeted us. Or We did have someone comment on our Instagram. It was K underscore Chung 43 said that, first of all, she said she wished she could do a podcast like this with her BFF who likes High School Musical, the musical series. And she said that her favorite part of episode two was wondering or any of Big Red line, Big Red's lines. Yep, same. Did we? We didn't get a lot of Big Red in this episode. 
Yeah, we, we only got when he was talking to Ricky in his basement. Yeah. About what Ricky should do. Yeah, we didn't get much. But yeah, leave us a rate and review. We would love to discuss with you all. Also, this podcast is distributed on Anchor, which is a podcast app or website that you can use. It will distribute your podcasts and put them out anywhere you can listen to podcasts. And another cool thing you can do on Anchor is leave a voice message. And that link will be in the description for this episode. We would love to hear y'all talk to us and we will talk back. Yep. In the meantime, we will be back next Friday to discuss episode four, which is blocking. I like that episode. I'm excited to talk about it. You probably have more notes than I do because I don't know. I did not. There's a lot to talk about, but at the same time, I didn't take notes on a bunch. So we'll see how it goes. It'll be fun. Do you got a pun for this episode? Because I don't know if I do. A pun? Nope. Well, we gonna leave and <laughs> we have to redo this. We have to do something else. Well, until next Friday when we come back, y'all better wonder study up on episode four. Ooh, good one, Ivy. <laughs> okay, we will see y'all. Bye.